Paul then moves on uh, in this second section of our consideration of Romans 1. Uh, you see, And as they did not see fit to recognize God, God gave them over to an unfit mind to do that which is wrong, filled with every kind of injustice, wickedness, greed, which is probably the capital sin of our culture, malice, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malignity, gossip, slanderers, inimical to God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, rebellious to parents, without understanding, without loyalty, without natural affection, without mercy. That's what happens when we lose our mooring. And it's, it's characteristic, you know, we've been, oh, at least four centuries in this refusal to recognize God. And the result is this, what Paul is talking about, but also the worship of demons. The human being cannot long live without looking for some help somewhere. And so the, some of the great scientists who were pioneers in the rebellion against God always strove to be in contact with demons, which was a big mistake. But they just know, I'm not the biggest thing in the world. I need help. I'm frightened. So the tragedy is this suppressing of the truth. Not letting that intuition go somewhere. You know, just stop it. And as I say, it's amazing to understand that, you see, in terms of uh, uh, anger. A child in the crib cries, and if the mother doesn't come, the cryer gets very angry, frightened. Where's my mother? Human beings do the same thing. And that's why we see a culture with all these things happening, all kind of injustice, wickedness, greed. That would be our biggest sin. Uh, malice, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malignity, gossip, slanderers, and so forth. You see, rebellious to parents without understanding, without loyalty, without natural affection, without mercy. Just look at the television. All of this is portrayed every day as normal. Especially this rebellious to parents. Parents in most TV shows look like fools. And it's the children who rescue the parents. The playwriters might not know what they're doing, but the devil does. Inverting the order. And parents are afraid to start caring for their children and to discipline them because the whole culture is going somewhere else. And the result is, as everybody sees, you see this world. Within this world, this phenomenon of homosexuality, uh, you know, which is simply the exaggeration of uh, a drive that is stronger in some than others, same-sex attraction, but the statistics show uh, that uh, there is no gene, there is no, it, it's in the psyche. Therefore, with right relationships, right affection, you see, uh, and that is the work 
of us Christians to show that kind of love, to break through that loneliness and fear and anger uh, in this regard to homosexuality. But you see, the whole text is what? Just look out the window. Just turn on your television. And you can see the fruit of this rebellion against God. Uh, the suppressing of the truth. How did it start? started with physics. Uh, I think I've done this briefly before. Sir Isaac Newton was a genius. And he was a devout enough man. He worshipped God somehow. But he said, regarding the physical universe, I can't do it yet, but I know that I can explain all the physical phenomena in terms of mathematics. And that exploded. That's the scientific revolution, the culmination of it, and this idea. Now, what's the fallacy there? The universe does have an intrinsic intelligibility, which can be expressed through math and then manipulated through math, but it doesn't have an independent intelligibility. It still depends on someone. I remember um, it was a, uh, a Russian uh, philosopher. He was really a physicist or a chemist. He was a chemist. And uh, he escaped. He was Jewish. So he escaped to Germany and then he had to escape to England. And uh, when he went back to talk to his Russian counterparts, he was amazed to see how closed their minds were. For men of science, how closed their minds were. If you push physics far enough, you start to reflect back on your science. And that is metaphysics. It's after physics or beyond physics. So many of the physicists will say there is no such thing as metaphysics without realizing that that very statement is a metaphysical statement. I'm outside my, my field and I'm saying there's nothing out here. I've already gone beyond physics. I'm already in metaphysics. Just bad metaphysics. And so we're living in this world of such fear and, and disorder and chaos huh? because much worse than the ancient world we have rejected, we have suppressed the truth about God. Now when this was done, you see, and it's just taken off, so that now, since we can have a comfortable life uh, without God, nobody bothers to search for God. Every once in a while, especially a physicist, will start to realize that uh, there's more. And uh, I can remember, because there's some very clean minds in the world of physics. I can remember, I used to study do, at the library at Harvard. And uh, I knew one of the men there, he was an astrophysicist, a young man. And I came here up there one day, and he, they were so excited. They had managed to split the proton with their accelerator, and they got just two halves of proton. They didn't get anything more fundamental. And they were all excited about this. It would be if it was your life, you know. 
so they and I was there, and I had my collar on. So they were asking the most earnest, is that what you people mean in your field by, by prime matter? No, not exactly, you know. But they were searching. They were open. Uh, they weren't saying, we split that and now we know there's no God. You see, there's no connection. There's no, why, why would a split proton prove there's no God? None at all, unless you want it. And if you want it, then you suppress where that truth could take you. It's the sin of our modern world, the suppression of the truth. And that's why all these things that Paul mentions here, they're characteristic of our culture. You see? Uh, all these things that, that we've just talked about. Uh, now, the Book of Wisdom already had that kind of a... I'm going to read a little bit of it uh, from the Book of Wisdom, chapter 14. Devoid of sense are all men by nature, in whom is ignorance of God, and from the good things seen did not succeed in knowing him who is, and from studying the works did not come to know the artisan. Rather, either fire or wind or swift air, or the circuit of the stars or mighty water, or luminaries of heaven, or the governors of the world, they meant the um, stars, they considered gods. If through delight in the beauty of these things they took them to be God, let them know how much superior is the master of these things, for the original source of all beauty created them. See, that's the mind that knows creation. That's the biblical mind. You see? And when you don't acknowledge God, I, I'm moved sometimes when I have to read some ancient Greek literature. There's a whole book Personal Religion Among the Greeks. Very beautiful book. The mind going so far and never suppressing the truth. Not always getting there, maybe be afraid to get there, but not suppressing the truth. That was this crowd that was responsible. It made it then a social reality, suppressing the truth. How far does it go now? You can hardly mention God on the television at all. You're not supposed to mention God. Isn't that suppressing the truth? How, I mean, if I'm really a nice, broad-minded atheist, what do I care if you mention God? I'm afraid. I'll lose my grip on my suppression. Now, some of the arguments for the existence of God are not as powerful as they used to be because of the growth in the understanding of the physical sciences. But the basic understanding that nothing cannot explain something. And they all stall at that. They all stall at that. Okay, fine. It came out of slime and it did all, you know, fine. But um, where did the slime come from? Where did the, the Big Bang come from? The mind has to ask that question. One of the famous physicist says that's a non-question. It's a non-question of physics is the only, is the ultimate knowledge, but it's not. Even saying that's a non-question, I'm outside of physics. I'm judging how far physics can go. It can go much further. We are living in that world in the last 400 years. So the loneliness, the fear, uh, and yes, the uh, 
inability to understand what a same-sex attraction is and come to know the love of God the Father and live a regular married life. To say I'm a particular kind of person, God has made men, women, and another category. There's no other category. But the civilization has created a civilization of confusion and lust. And we're in the middle of it. So what is the way out? Bring back into the culture through a believing community the beauty, the majesty, and the love of God the Creator so that people don't suppress the truth. It's an argument and people get very frightened because all of a sudden they're going to have to be responsible for God of whom they have a caricature. How are we going to get rid of the caricature? We who know God are going to love everybody. Give them a glimpse, because we're not God, but a glimpse of what God can do in a human life. Everybody admired Mother Teresa. Why? Because she loved. She cared for the poor and the sick. And she did that revealing God. You see how we do it? Love is the way to reveal. So that, and to overcome that fear of God which motivates the suppression of the truth. That's as far as I want to go today. Uh, we have more to go on this type of topic when we get through chapter 2. Then we will begin to look at the justice of God, meaning his fidelity to his promises. Amen.